Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, howdy, Colin. Howdy. It's, uh, it's time for Mizzou's first road game. Yep, it's that time again. We didn't really have a midweek show last week since we just started the season and we were playing Louisiana Tech. Uh, but this Kansas State game, there's a lot to talk about, I think. Certainly, you can see that there's some hard feelings from uh, maybe the Big 12 days with our Kansas State uh, brethren. Yeah, the weird thing about that is I don't remember really hating Kansas State before or them hating us particularly. I mean, we mutually hated the University of Kansas with a small K. Yeah. But they seem to think that we're terrible now. And that's like, uh, and I think part of that is bred from they really think they're going to win this game. And they are eight and a half point favorites. I mean, it's going to come down to our defense. And I think everybody after game one is probably optimistic about our defense and why not. But, you know, that uh, Louisiana Tech team ran the air raid. And so, Mizzou only gave up 11 yards rushing, but that team didn't really try to rush. And so um, I think the defense is going to tell the tale because Kansas State is going to run and 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 run. Their whole game plan is to make it as boring as football can possibly be. Well, that's the Big 12 motto. And so... I mean, we'll, we're going to get to find out about this uh, rebuilt defensive line, uh, these linebackers, uh, these safeties. They're going to have their work cut out for them. And, you know, those, but those corners on the, uh, out on their island can't get complacent because, you know, it's easy, which is easy to do when they just want to run 35 fucking running plays consecutively before they throw a pass. And so it's going to be a, it's going to be a test for the defense. But the, the good news is, is like the eight and a point, eight and a half point seems like too much considering the unknowns going into this game. Yeah, I mean, defensively, I my biggest concern, I think, is that we did give up a couple of giant, easy pass plays like we were prone to do last season. And I'm hoping that maybe it was just early game one jitters, miscommunications, and that it can be the ship can be righted. But we cannot do that and expect to win ball games. We can't give up 25 second drives for touchdowns, you know. Yeah, and it's one of those things that it's going to be very important not to turn the ball over because every possession you get Kansas State, they're just a drain clock. And you're going to get to the end of the game and you're like, holy shit, we're down by a touchdown. And we got no time left. They have literally fritted it all away, handing the ball off. And so it's going to be important to get out of the gate fast, keep Kansas State on their heels. You want to put Can- you want to get Kansas State down. Hopefully you can get them down by a couple of scores and force them to put the ball in the air and get out, get away from what they're comfortable doing. So it's going to be able to start important to start fast. I really hope Drinkwitz doesn't decide to throw uh, horizontally constantly. You know, I need, we need to move the ball. We need to get uh, score in a hurry. We need to, uh, you know, I think put this Kansas State team on its heels. Well, Drink has not yet had what I would call signature road victory. You know, he's he's had a few road wins, but nothing that 
sort of has been a key indicator that we're on the up and up from a road standpoint. And I think while Kansas state's not like a ranked opponent, they are a power five team and they're favored and it's, you know, they're going to be at home and presumably it sounds like they're going to have a really big crowd. Like they're talking about uh, standing room only for some reason, they're so jacked to play Mizzou. And it does speak to the level of like, I kind of feel about Kansas state, like Arkansas feels about us, which is like, why, why are you so jacked? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you so, why, why are you screaming? Well, I think honestly, it's probably partially due to Big Twelve sucking so bad. You know, yeah. like when you're when you're in conference schedule for the last eight years has been such a fucking colossal dog, and your conference has been a colossal dog, except for you know the occasional Baylor jump up, and obviously Oklahoma. But Oklahoma's not there anymore. Texas is gone. You know, it's it's just little brother syndrome. You know, ultimately they they just they they, they play in a conference nobody wants to be in, and people are leaving. They watch us just down the road getting all that attention for being in the SEC. They feel superior, so they just don't understand why Mizzou is getting all this, you know, why does Mizzou get to go to the SEC? And why does Mizzou get uh, more, you know, attention than us? And it's like, because you're Kansas State and your team color is purple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and silver. And, um, you know, you're living, you're in Manhattan, Kansas easily the worst Manhattan there is. You know, and Kansas State had a, a better record than us. They were eight and five last year, but they were four and five in a terrible Big 12 conference. And honestly, we, we were a six and seven team and that six and seven could have easily been seven and six, but our best players did not play in the bowl game. And um, we played Bazelak on one leg for the second half of the season. We were a better team than I think our record indicates. And I don't know, you know, I think this Kansas State team, they look at what they've been building now. And I think that they think that this Joe Klanderman is going to build them to the Bill Snyder era 2.0, but they haven't done it yet. So I don't know where this boastfulness is really coming from. I mean, I get it if they're optimistic about this game and think this could be a good clincher for them, but they still have to win it first. Well, I think that, uh, the defense is just so greatly improved. I think the defense wasn't as bad as it looked last year. I think that had more to do with coaching than personnel, honestly. And then adding the fact that they are markedly improved linebacker, markedly improved at defensive line, and have good safeties and good corners, you know, at least on paper. I mean, the defense should be solid. I mean, we should expect the defense to be solid, and it's certainly better than last year. And so I think, you know, maybe Vegas and, and Kansas State are both counting their chickens a little bit before they're hatched, assuming that the you know this Mizzou defense that's coming into town is the same defense that's going to give up Division One record-setting <laughs> rushing yards. And you know, listen, Kansas State's going to get their rushing yards. It's all they do. But yeah. um, I think that there's a very different defense coming to town than Kansas State sees on tape when they uh, when they look at last season. Well, I certainly hope we take them by surprise, but it is going to be a tough environment, no doubt that. You go on the road in the second game of the year against an amped up opponent, an amped up fan base. It's not going to be the same as your previous game where you played Louisiana Tech at home. So they're going to have to be ready, no question. But this will be a telling game for Missouri, I think, regardless of what happens. If, if they lose a close but well-played game, you know, it won't be great, but it won't mean the season's off the rails. If they win, I think it is great. I think it means – According to the national media, we stole one, you know, and um, I don't think we'll have stolen one. I think this is a winnable game, but a lot of people will see it that way. If you get blown out, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly for Coach Drinkwitz. And it's going to be ugly for the direction of the season. But I think 
my biggest question mark is not even the defense because I think everything you described is is accurate. I think we're going to be tougher than Kansas State realizes. My question is, what will this offense look like? What will Brady Cook look like? Can they get these talented receivers the football? And in our running game, is Nate Pete going to be the number one? And is he going to show the strength and potential that he showed against Louisiana Tech? Because if he can and if he does establish the running game, well, just it's going to become the Luther Burden show when it opens up for him. Yeah, I, I have more questions about the offense right now than the defense. Strange that may sound. I just what I, I went back and watched quite a bit of the game and just saw a lot of talent on defense. I, I you know that Joseph Charleston looks really good. You know Hopper looks really good. Chad Bailey looks really good. You know Abrams, Drain, and Rakestraw are talented. I really just in retrospect watching the game, I'm like, there's a lot of talent on this defense. So I have high expectations for him. I think it's going to come down to the defensive line and do those transfers solidify it. But, you know, my real questions on offense is I don't know what Brady Cook is yet. I'm not sold. And uh, it's the most important position on any football team. And as great as Luther Burden may be, he's going to need a quarterback to deliver the football. You know, Nate Pete did look like the best uh, back of the bunch, but it's still too early to call him, you know, the number one back. I just feel like there's a lot more up in the air right now with the offense than there's the defense after one game. Well, Colin, we've got an action-packed midweek show. We have a guest from Bosco's Boys, Kansas State Podcast. They're going to tell us what they're expecting to see from their side of things. And we might have a special guest. Oh, good. So stay tuned and enjoy. Saturday's coming fast. This is the Mazzotcast. That's right. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. They are carving up this LSU defense. They don't get no better than that, man. He's lined up to short middle Beatty with the catch, and he's going to jet his way into the end zone. Missouri touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazzotcast. Okay, Tiger fans, I'm going to connect you with Scott McFarlane. He's the host of the Bosco Boys podcast, which covers Kansas State athletics, and he's going to give you an update from the Kansas State perspective. So hang tight and listen to our friend Scott feed you a bunch of lies as to why Kansas State might win. Greetings from the Sunflower State, the land where the deer and the antelope play. That's right, coming to you live from Kansas. My name is Scott McFarlane. I am the host along with my dog, Chauncey, of Bosco's Boys, the Kansas State Sports Podcast in the Sports Drink and 1012 Podcasting Network. Brendan was gracious enough to send a little primer my way so my listeners could get a little bit more detailed information on your Missouri Tigers. I'm returning the favor. Before we get into it, week one was an interesting one. You wouldn't think that having a 34 to nothing shutout win over an FCS playoff team would lead to so much angst amongst the fan base, but when you only pass for 55 yards, when your starting quarterback only passes for 55 yards, there is a little bit of anxiety and angst amongst the fan base. Now, Chris Kleiman, uh, Coach Colin Klein, yes, that Colin Klein, Heisman finalist Colin Klein, 
they both came out and said they were intentionally a little vanilla. They didn't want to show a bunch. They wanted to get some of their big, uh, big time players some work and then get them out of the game and really focus on some of the young guys. Now that makes sense when Malik Knowles takes the very first play of the season, 75 yards on the end around for a touchdown. Deuce Vaughn going over 120 and a touchdown very early in the game. You don't have to get them a lot of work. Now, I'm a little skeptical. I don't know if I ever really buy into being specifically vanilla, specifically trying to throw the opponent off. But hey, you got to take the coaches at their face value. So we'll see what happens uh, you know, this upcoming Saturday and if the offense cuts it loose just a little bit more. You did see Felix and Udike Uzama, Nate Matlack, and uh, Eli Huggins really dominate the line of scrimmage. And all of them get a sack along with Jalen Pickle as well. That was something that we became accustomed to last year, seeing havoc rain down on quarterbacks from those rushing positions. And I'm hoping to see some more of that again on Saturday. Expectations are sky high amongst the K-State fan base. K-State fans were coming into this hoping for a 9-3 or better type season because in non-COVID seasons, Chris Kleiman has won at least eight games those two seasons. Now, COVID season, that hardly counts. That wasn't real football. No one gives a shit about that season. Uh, Pardon my French. I don't know if you guys cuss on your show. But hey, K-State fans want to make it to Arlington. Now, someone who K-State fans don't even like, Stuart Mandel, picked K-State to win the entire conference. Now, uh, when you see those type of expectations from outside the program, you can't help but as a fan buy into it and get excited, despite only being picked fifth in the Big 12 by the Big 12 media, despite not being in the top 25 of the AP or coaches poll. K-State fans are still excited, and they're super excited for this game. There are no big storylines that I care to touch on off the field. On the field, I think K-State, the the big storyline coming into this game is, can Adrian Martinez show some of that good what we saw at Nebraska? He didn't turn the ball over. He played very safe versus South Dakota, but to win games versus Power 5 opponents, to win games in the manner where fans want to see if you want to have these dreams of going to Arlington that first Saturday in December you have to see more from Adrian Martinez now I think that we all know what to expect from Deuce Vaughn and it's probably going to be anywhere between 150 to 200 uh, yards from scrimmage and a couple touchdowns but that is something K-State fans are going to be keeping an eye on storyline wise the entire season Can he put up big enough numbers and can K-State be successful enough on the field for Deuce Vaughn to maybe get a Heisman vote or two? He's obviously going to be the guy to keep an eye on for this team on offense. As Deuce Vaughn has big games, so does the K-State offense. And if he's able to do what he wants, either as a pass catcher or as a ball runner, that's going to open up opportunities for Adrian Martinez and the other cast of guys on the offense. Defensive-wise, it comes down to Felix and Udike Uzama, the number one force fumble machine last year. He's a big-time pass rusher. If he can rain havoc on you guys, then the cornerbacks, the boundary cornerbacks, Echo Boydo and Julius Brents, they're going to have a good game because those guys are future pros. Now, the safeties, the linebackers, there's injury issues all across the board. That's where you, it, things get a little scary. K-State is down five guys from the initial starting 11 depth chart on both sides of the ball that were brought up. Uh, Sean Robinson, former Missouri player, will not be playing this weekend if all indications are correct. 
he's not going to be playing. You're missing two of your safeties that you thought you are going to be playing. You're missing your starting right guard. There have been injury issues after a relatively clean summer camp period, but that game lead up in that first game have got some guys nicked up and will not be playing. So that is another thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. If K-State wants to win this game, they have to just be able to move the ball and have a balanced offense. If you're depending only on the run, like last week, granted going for close to 300 yards on the ground, I don't know if you're going to be able to win this game. Missouri, while I I don't think they're going to be a great defense, I, I think you guys would tell me it's not going to be a great defense, but it's improved from last year. So I don't think K-State's going to be able to just run the ball 40 times and get this win. They're going to have to have a little bit of a balanced attack. And then on offense, you can't let the young gun wide receiver, one of the top recruits ever to come to Missouri, beat you. You need to try to shut him down, and that's going to start getting pressure on Brady Cook. I think the score is going to end up looking like 28-17. K-State's going to be in trouble if Missouri can hit on some trick plays because K-State does play with an aggression and speed on defense that leaves them vulnerable for the big plays. So if you can keep Luther from going off for like three big touchdowns, I think K-State's going to come out on top. Like I said, 28-17 is my prediction. For those of you who bet on those type of things... I have K-State covering. Thanks a lot for letting me come on here, chat with you. If you want to chop it up, if you want to have a little bit of Twitter banter, I'm at Scott Wildcat, at Bosco's Boys. You can tell me how bad I sound on the mic, and I don't have any fun little sound effects like you guys are accustomed to. Thanks again for having me on. I hope any of you who make it to Manhattan enjoy yourself, but hopefully you're leaving with an L. And always, go Cats. Carry on my wayward There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no Okay, guys, we have a, uh, this is a special opportunity here, Colin, and uh, you're never going to believe this, but I actually have a number here. What for, is it? Well, it, uh, you know, our backup quarterback, Jack Abraham, we've talked about him a lot. Sure. Sure. I have a number for him. Um, I don't know if he'll answer. I don't know. It's a, I'm a little suspect it's a landline, and I don't know who uses those anymore, but uh, we're going to try it out here and see if we can get uh, a real player on the line, Jack Abraham. Hello? Hello, is, is this Jack Abraham? Hello? <laughs> Hello, Jack, is this you? Mother, mother, turn down the, turn down the news. Is Who this, is this? Is this Jack Abraham speaking? This is Jack. Okay, Jack Abraham. Uh, Jack Abraham, the... Mother, turn down the news! <laughs> Sorry, we're watching Laura Ingram. 
Okay. Okay. This is Jack Abraham, the backup quarterback for the University of Missouri Tigers, correct? Yes, that's me. I play quarterback. Yeah, okay. So so you're a Tiger now. We got to see you in action uh, this week. Uh, yes. You, you, that was me. <laughs> is this the doctor's office? No, no. This My is... appointment is on Thursday. No, sorry. No, no I should have... Uh, this is Brendan from the Mazodcast. I'm sorry I didn't, didn't tell you, but uh, we're excited to talk to you, and uh, we were excited to see you play football. The what? <laughs> the Mazodcast. What is the Mazod... What? Well, it's not important. It's not important. I just wanted to hear. So, Jack, you've come to Mizzou. You've transferred to Mizzou. I think you you left high school way back in, I think, 2016. You enrolled at Louisiana Tech. You've been at Northwest Mississippi Community College. You were at Southern Miss. You were at Mississippi State. This is like your fifth school. You're 24 years old, much older than the than the other college students. Is it different being on campus as, as an older player? I mean, yes, the, the kids, they – you know, the, the phones, they're always on the phones. You know, in my, when I was a boy, you know, we played in the mud. That's why we were tougher. You know, we didn't have the video games and the whatnot. We had the mud. We played in mud. Now they've got their Ataris and their Nintendos and their whatevers. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I, we noticed this is a landline. Would you rather us call you on your mobile phone? Well, I don't really answer that one because I don't know who's calling if I don't recognize the number, I don't answer. What do they call them? The jitterbugs. Mother, we got the jitterbug, yes? Yeah, we have the jitterbug. <laughs> we only use it to dial out. The grandkids set it up for us. <laughs> grandkids, wow. Uh, you are an older player. So, uh, Jack, have, what have you noticed about this Missouri team? Are you excited about the season? Is there something about it that you think uh, has potential? Well, I, I'm, I'm very excited. I think everyone has a lot of optimism because we've incorporated this uh, newfangled forward pass play yeah, yeah. that uh, is really helping move the football. Sure, sure. Yeah, we're excited about the forward pass as well. Yeah, so that's, that's got me optimistic. As the backup quarterback, you know, you have to be ready at all times. What is your preparation like? How do you get ready, get amped up for game day? Well, you know, obviously, uh, plenty of insure. Sure. Keep my muscles and, and, and my bones strong. And, uh, you know, lots of exercises, you know, um, with uh, dumbbells and whatnot. Oh, I thought I should watch more film, but they give me this MacBook thing in the jigger. I don't know what it is. I can't turn it on. So I haven't seen any film, but that's okay. You know, I, I, how hard can it be? You haven't used the iPad? You haven't looked at any film? There's no way to put the VHS tape in this machine that they gave me. It's not. It's literally so thin you can't get the tape in it. I don't know how it works. Well, I, I imagine you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Uh, I'm confident in you. What about uh, Mizzou's campus? What do you think it's like? You know, new place to play, new place to study. There, it's very pretty. Uh, not a lot of curbs to step over, which is nice. Um, <laughs> lots of pretty girls, you know, but the shorts they wear, you need two haircuts to wear these shorts <laughs> okay. and it's not really very demure, you know, it's, they're, they're very nice girls, but they're no Loretta Swift, mind you. What's that? Uh, Loretta Swift, boy, they don't make them like that gal anymore. Yeah. Well, I think our, I think our fans might have to Google Loretta Swift, but uh, I understand what you're saying. Do, do what? Oh, sorry. They'll have to research it on the internet. Oh, Okay. 
<laughs> who is this, by the way? Again, what is? Who am I talking to? Uh, th- this is just. This is your doctor. Okay. The tests are negative. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. I know you got a lot on your plate here, and you know it's 11 in the morning, so I'm sure you're about ready to eat your soup. But are you ready for Kansas State? Are you ready to uh, possibly see action this Saturday? Yeah, you know, me and Bill Schneider are actually old friends. Yeah. And so it's nice to go back to Kansas State. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been watching lots of Jack LaLanne workout videos to sort of get amped up. You know, God bless the cook boy. He seems nice. But I'd be lying if I said I hope he doesn't get his leg broken. Oh, golly. That's uh, not we, – we don't talk like that these days, Jack. I mean, we, we wish I, – I, I lived through World War II, you fucking pansy. All right. All right. All right. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. You know, oh. don't – don't try to cancel me. Okay, okay, okay. With your, you know what I mean? The Lord tells me about the canceling. I won't be canceled. Okay, hey, look. I won't be canceled. I don't want your blood pressure to get high. Um, it's, it's A soup and a nap would be great, Jack. You'll be ready for the weekend. I don't, I don't mean to be a, a thorn. I mean, the grandkids say I already ruined Thanksgiving with all the talk of the politics. Yeah. But I, don't, I won't be canceled by a podcast. Okay. All right, Jack, it's been great talking to you. We wish you all the luck in the world this season, and uh, send the missus our blessings. Will do. M in the I and the Z. Yeah, sure. Close enough. Z and the O and the U. This holiday season, complicated is out. Simple is in. Everything about Jitterbug is simple. It is a comfortable keypad, a bright screen, a powerful speaker. It even eliminates background noise. And no one else gets such personal service. Jitterbug is the friendly cell phone experience you've been waiting for. I'd be happy to place that call for you, Mrs. Kelly. Okay, Mrs. Davis, I'll add that name to your phone list. We're here to help 24 hours a day. With nationwide service and affordable plans, Jitterbug is the perfect gift this holiday season. Service starts at just $10 a month. Jitterbug is available at Best Buy, CVS Pharmacy, and other fine retailers. Or call our experts now with a valid credit card and get a free car charger. 1-800-974-2027. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Hey, fellas! First time caller, woman kind listener, it's me, Goofy. <laughs> hey, anywho, I just wanted to call and thank y'all for the shout out last week. You know, I've been making adult films for some time now, and I really just didn't think I had all that many fans. But hey, I sure appreciate it. <laughs> hey, but uh, anyway, so if there's one thing you need to know about Goofy, it's that he's got that dog in him. <laughs> hey, I'll see y'all. All right, Colin, uh, it's been a while since we've done a midweek show, but I think it's gone swimmingly. Top to bottom, soup to nuts, good show, good times, had by all. Before we do go, you got any predictions about Saturday? What do you think is going to happen? I want to predict a win. I've talked myself into optimism. Um, Like I said, on a second viewing, I'm so much more optimistic than I was watching the moment. You know, I, um, I was every bit as upset watching the play calling in the first half as I was the first time. But I do look at the defense and go, this isn't just a smoke and mirrors. Like, these guys are legitimately good. 
and it makes me, you know, like I said, it makes me optimistic. And uh, I don't know what they're recruiting in Kansas State, but uh, I don't think it's anything that's going to blow Mizzou's hair back when you're having to play teams like Georgia. So, you know, we got some seasoned veterans on defense. We got the transfers are pretty seasoned. These, these guys have played on the big stage. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll say Mizzou 27, Kansas State 24. All right. Well, I had said on the Kansas State podcast, I thought 31-27 Mizzou, so I guess I'm going to stick with that. I do dream of a day when we can just say we're optimistic and we don't have to always say cautiously, but uh, it's been yeah. <laughs> it's been years yeah, we of cautious. Yeah, have to preface it everything with the word cautious. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can get a win. If we don't, I will be uh, as angry and my blood pressure will be as high as Jack Abraham. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> that guy's a card. Yep, he sure is. Okay, well, that'll do it. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.